0: Oleg Lebacz, it's nice to meet you, sir. Um, Same here. Nice y- to meet you. Yeah, you were recommended by one of our guests, Clark, and he's like, "Man, you you gotta have Oleg on. It's super interesting." Um, and he said, "You're a firefighter, paramedic."
1: That's correct.
0: Um, and I know, just my brother is just got hired with Contra Costa, so I know a little bit about it. Um, and I'm sure there's people that are interested getting into into the service as a firefighter or or as a paramedic or an emt and you know i I would we would like to just get to know a little bit about what you do your experience your story um so if you could introduce yourself a little bit you know what you do or you can introduce how you got here um i'm guessing you were not born in the united states
1: I was not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And just just a little bit of your story, and then then we can go into the what you do and your daily thing.
1: Sure. So uh, my name is Oleg, uh, as you already introduced me. I was born in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and uh, at age 13, my family have immigrated, and we actually settled in Sacramento. So we came in June 1991. Okay. And that's the best thing that my parents could have done for me as a kid. I mm. look back and I'm thankful for my parents. I thank God that I live in such a great country. Amen. Um, so uh, with that being said, I went to high school, uh, graduated from Messina High School mm-hmm. back in 95, went right to college. I don't really have a college degree. I do have a lot of college credits. (laughs) So I've taken a lot of college um, English reading, writing, in order to get uh, my language up to speed so I can work Mm -hmm. in the line of work I am currently now. So um, as of right now, I work for a fire department, and uh, the fire department works, uh, we basically cover, Cosumnes, that's a Ka fire department and mm-hmm. we cover Elgro and gold area okay uh, we run eight stations uh, seven ambulances we have engine truck battalion chief and whatnot so typical fire department okay I've been with kosumnus for the past 15 years wow nice so uh, it's been a uh, interesting career yeah I am definitely blessed I like anybody else would say I have the best job in the world. Nice. I love what I do and I enjoy um, things that is related to fire service, Mm -hmm. related to EMS, emergency medical services. So we're kind of a combination of a lot of things when it comes to fire department. We are all risk agency. So if if people have an emergency, they'll just call us. Okay. for a emergency reason or Mm -hmm. emergency in their mind will still come out in their mind correct (laughs) yes not everyone is trained and not everyone you know people might perceive an emergency or perceived an emergency and we'll come out and help them
0: yeah we don't judge them even teach them like hey this is actually not an emergency yes
1: and uh, we do like to educate community and so we uh come out and we do all kinds of emergency, non-emergency, and service calls. Okay. We'll provide that because community needs us. And when they need us and they don't know who else to talk to or right. call, they call us.
0: Right. And it's awesome to have a good relationship with the community. Um, the people in the community, they can trust the people that are helping them. They're, the taxpayers know where their money's going for, and it's to help them. So right, so I, th- I think that's an important, important, uh, aspect in life today sometimes the taxpayers neglect the fact that um they pay for this service say fire department or police department and it's in their interest to have a good relationship with them
1: of course and our service is directly uh, proportional directly related to community needs yeah so each fire station might uh tweaked their service just a little bit in order to provide for the community for the needs of the community in that specific geographical area so okay. it's I really like common.
0: how I really like how you just went into like a different uh side of the fire department besides a fire um well, I haven't talked to anybody like that um so l- let's focus a little bit on more of the outreach well what kind of outreach programs or what kind of outreach things Does the fire, what do you, fire academy, it's not fire academy. Department. The fire department, yeah, the fire department. Do you you said there's eight stations? We have eight stations stations? and
1: they are strategically placed, geographically, strategically placed uh in the community we have mm-hmm. six in el grove mm-hmm. and two down in galt okay uh we obviously have more fire stations in the city of sacramento and metro area as well right and to combine we have a um mutual aid agreement we respond to each other calls okay we're gonna have to call and figure out who's going where it, it's all taken care of uh based on our training so as far as community needs, we provide let's say car seats seat education we actually install car seats we have an individual and public educational uh, person who actually teaches and uh, classes mm-hmm. and also uh, installs car seats. We um, do uh, open door once a year so we we basically open door to our community and mm-hmm. anyone can come in the fire station. People actually come in anytime but yeah. we specifically encourage people to come in kids and educate them in the fire, um, safety aspect, you know, uh, smoke detectors, you know, uh, CPR, mm-hmm. uh, when, and to call 911, what is an emergency, you mm-hmm. know, and that is education takes place to, uh, communities there are many community members there were not just like me we're not born in this country right and they may not understand what the fire department does and how it works and how it works so they may when they need us they may not call us right. because they wouldn't think we come yeah or they would be afraid that we'll get in trouble okay. but we're not there to get people in trouble we're, we don't come out someone's house because they made a mistake you know and there's an right. accident and we don't issue citations for those reasons we actually there to help Right. And we educate, or we educate them, and that education takes place in non-punitive way. Okay. So I mean, if someone is parking a car in front of the hydrant, yeah, we'll ask him to move the car nicely and not that's break about their it. window. We're not going to break their window. However, if we're in the middle of emergency and that vehicle is blocking, and, yeah, and we already park our fire engines, we can't move, and we pull, we call it stretch the lines, we stretch our lines out, and we go on making fire attack, and one of the um, a driver, or we call an engineer, and mm-hmm. he's also a fire, he or she is a firefighter also, but they drive the fire engine, mm-hmm. so they them engineers. Their job, one of their jobs, is to connect uh, a water, mm-hmm. right, from a hydrant to the fire engine. Right. So that vehicle is blocking, they might do a damage, not intentionally. We're not gonna go and bust the window, uh, right. but if that's the only Whatever option- it takes. And you know what? We're sometimes gonna have to break that window and stretch the line through the car if we have to. We'll pay for it later, or somebody it somehow will taken care of. Yeah. What's important is is life safety because okay. our number one goal is to li- uh, to save a life, and life safety is number one aspect. Our second aspect is property okay. uh, conservation. So uh, we tr- try not to damage our property, but sometimes you have to in order to uh, do a better job. Okay. So if if we do force the door. Which yeah. is very common, or broke the, break the window in a house in order to gain a- entry. It's better that way versus, especially if we have a known rescue, yeah, it, because we're there to save a life. You know, uh-huh. how much does life cost versus a broken window or a broken, a, uh, you know, door, a door yeah. or any other damage that has happened to a house? Comparable, to somebody is trying to save someone's life.
0: Right, exactly. So. I w- I, w- I would agree with that, and uh, so. A question I asked before: In your opinion, if we see a firefighter driving down or a fire truck driving down the road, a lot of people freak out. Today I was driving actually, and there's a fire truck going d- driving down the freeway, uh, the highway. And uh, what I've learned is you pull over to the right, but all these people just stop in the middle of the road, and the, the fire fire truck is honking. This lady's frozen; she doesn't know what to do. What do you do when you see a fire truck? Well, uh, just like
1: you said, Ruslan, the uh, important uh, to remember are you know, uh, our driving etiquette, yeah. right? Because it's someone's emergency. What if, think of this way, what if I'm driving down the road and I have emerged in my house mm-hmm. and the fire engine is behind me or an ambulance or a police well, what vehicle, I do? and what I would do, I would try to get out of the way. I would yell at people to get out of the way because they're going to my house. Yeah. My house is on fire, yeah. right? Uh, you know, so, th- I don't want to, uh, you know, sound bad, but sometimes you got to think that way. So, you, by by the law, uh, you have to pull over to the right. Okay. Now, people do uh, freeze up; they don't understand sometimes, or they just panic. Mm-hmm. We understand that. We're basically using lights and sirens. We're asking their permission to move over so we can get to our emergency. To, okay. Not necessarily our emergency, but somebody else's emergency. Right. Okay. Whether it's emergency or not, we'll, we'll find out later as we get get there. But in order for everyone to, uh, you know, to be safe, it's best to pull over to the right. Mm-hmm. Some people can, I understand, because of the traffic. Then maybe just if they uh, stop their vehicle where they add, we'll try to get around them safely. Mm-hmm. You you might have seen the emergency, emergency vehicles do take oncoming traffic. Yeah. It's dangerous, but we don't want to create a gen- dangerous situations on the road while we respond. We call it code three, lights mm-hmm. and siren. Uh yet at times we have to in order to get around the traffic. Okay. Especially like right now, I, I was coming to your house and yeah. there's a lot of traffic. And yeah. if, if there's an emergency vehicle, you're gonna try to get over as far as right as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's impossible. Right. Because sometimes other drivers may not see you. They they might look at you like, hey. Why are you trying to cut me off? And yeah. it does happen. <laughs> That's true. So we have yeah. to be careful, but and kind of remember best way is just pull over uh, to the right and stop.
0: Yeah. So what is a typical day in a in your station or as a firefighter?
1: Fire station. So our shift starts at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. We work uh 24 hour shifts, two 24 hour shifts. So we work 48 hours, we call it 48.96, meaning mm-hmm. 48 hours on, 96 hours off, two mm-hmm. days on, four days off. Okay. So 7 a.m. Uh, that's when we start our shift. About 6:45, I'm usually at at the station. I try to get in uh, sooner, so the guys who are coming off the shift they get to go home by seven, hopefully. They don't yeah, have yeah. to wait for me until uh, unless I'm coming from a different station. Okay, which does happen. So if I come in, uh, I relieve a person who is working in you know or uh, whoever's supposed to be working uh, in that spot. Let's say if I'm uh, working on an ambulance. Or the, firefighter, paramedic, I'll relieve one of the paramedics on the ambulance. Mm-hmm. He or she gives me, uh, we call it turnover. And okay. they tell me, hey, this is what we had, what kind of calls we have, this is what we, equipment we used. And then I'll go in and I'll check out the equipment. Same thing on the fire engine. Uh, we go in and check out the equipment and we are response ready. By 7.15, we're pretty much ready. Uh, you know. Uh, now, if you have a call in between, We'll just respond to a call. We don't ever delay uh response call. So 715 rolls around. Uh, that's when the captain goes in the office and they do a conference call. So by that time, if there's any issues, we we'll let the captain know if there's equipment or any other issues that could be addressed so we can fix it as, as our day goes by. At uh, about 7.30, the captain comes out of his office and we do have a uh, open door policy. So that means you can sit and listen to the conference call. Okay. And then we kind of talk about our schedule for the day, whether we have a specific training, uh, mm-hmm. usually it's a multi-company or we call it department training or we have in-house training. We can pull our hose right in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, have a time to work out. Mm-hmm. We have a time to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. We have a time to, uh, Right before lunch, where uh, you know, or after workout, usually when you already have a workout, you might as well get a training done. Right, right? pull some hose, pull, put a gear on. You know, uh, we have a minute drills. All the gear has to get on you, mister, somehow magically in one minute, right, or under mm-hmm. a minute. Usually it happens, and that's been drilled in our head starting yeah. in the academy. Right. So and then lunch goes around. We have a little break for lunch. So usually in the firehouse we cook our own meals. Oh, okay. So we usually guys bring their own lunch. Same thing with breakfast. You know, we had a little lunch, and then in the between, I'm sure you have a couple calls. Yeah. And yeah. then engine company usually goes uh, to shop before dinner, mm-hmm. and we uh, pitch in our money. The department does not pay for our for our dinner, mm-hmm. so we pitch in typically it's seven dollars buy in. Mm-hmm. Each guy puts in seven dollars. Collectively go in. Uh, We buy uh, dinner, uh, whatever we decide. We usually have steaks or lobsters because you know that's expensive. So we kind of on a budget. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we do splurge
0: uh, on the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So Thanksgiving's coming up.
1: Yep, exactly. So we uh, basically before dinner we cook up a meal, uh, whether it could be team effort or one individual, does not matter. We eat our dinner Mm -hmm. and uh, wash our dishes. My mom doesn't work at the fire station. So she <laughs> so can't wash your dishes. We wash our dishes. We do keep it clean. We mm-hmm. clean up after ourselves. Sometimes you might see a uh, dirty dishes on the table or in the sink. Usually it's guys work in the middle of dinner and they got a call. Okay. And it's not because they're lazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't happen that the guys just okay. eat and leave. It, yeah. You know, each person cleans up after himself
0: or herself. Do you guys take turns cooking or cleaning? Uh, or we how does do, that work? We do turn uh, co-
1: uh, turns uh, uh, cooking usually if i cook then other guy would clean mm-hmm. or vice versa okay. as far as clean we clean as a crew mm-hmm. collectively even the captain each station has a captain even captains there are there are supervisors leaders they do actually uh, I, I don't know any captain in my department that i know of that would not help you okay there's captains that would clean their own toilets oh wow uh, you know yeah there you walk in the bathroom and there's captain captain's cabin toilet you lead, know? lead by oh, example lead by example a lot and there that happens a lot a lot of uh fire department captains are hands-on guys i mean you know we we're like one family so okay. it's kind of like you know if you think about it my my dad or your dad says hey go clean the dishes and he goes sits down watch tv you know it's like <laughs> come on like, you know <laughs> we're usually you know you guys finish dinner you know uh, as a family one guy gets dishes. Maybe your mom helps, you know, your dad to wash them, clean them, put them away in a dishwasher, or whatever. You know, it's a team effort. Yeah. Uh, firefighting, uh, uh, including everything around firefighting, it's a team sport. Okay. There's no I. It's usually us, we, you know, type yeah, of yeah. deal. So, so a uh, uh,
0: a question, a weird question, maybe. Um, every time I see a truck, it's super clean. Do you guys wash them every day or how does that work? We
1: wash them, uh, in our department, we wash them as often as we need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually typically we wash them at the end of our rotation because okay. after two days we wash them in between the gut engineer. I thought I was, I talked about it a little bit Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll talk about pos- positions probably next. Mm-hmm. So engineer is the guy who takes pride in his engine. So imagine you have a nice car. I see a BMW up there, right? Yeah. yeah. If you really like your BMW, I know it's going to be spotless.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: right. Uh, so think about that way. Think about is if you driving down the street and you want people to say, look at that car, that's pretty clean. You know, we take pride because yeah. the fire engine or the ambulance or the fire truck it belongs to a community. Right, Taxpayers paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to, as a taxpayer, see a junky or dirty looking engine? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, you know, right after the fire. I'm not talking right. about it just rain and the, the roads are dirty. Right, I'm talking you walk in the fire station and, you know, that engine hasn't moved in like 10 hours and it's dirty and you're like really yeah, yeah i'm yeah. paying for this so <laughs> this is kind of reaction we expect out of taxpayers so we want them to see the best you know we right. want we want them to see our best performance that's why we train they we're kind of their insurance policy that we don't have to use yeah. but when they call us they are expected us to we are expected to perform at the best of our abilities right not uh right. oh, well i'm kind of you know somebody's called me i guess i gotta go I'll to See you Yeah. It, We got to get there. We got to take care of business. You know, there's, there's no messing around. So that's awesome. Yeah. So when, when it comes to fire service, uh, typically a fire station, I'm, I'm talking Sacramento area and many areas are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, station might have an engine company. And Mm -hmm. if you're working for Metro and our department, uh, you'll have three firefighters on the engine city of sacramento has four they mm-hmm. have a little bit higher staffing and they're busier mm-hmm. so we have an engineer the guy who drives the fire engine he's responsible for entire engine mm-hmm. or our truck uh, and all the equipment make, okay. making sure it's functional make sure it's working so if anything does break we we got a way we we got to know it, it needs to get fixed so we're you know there's a way to get that things done the guy who sits up front
0: mm-hmm.
1: front passenger that's a cap shotgun Shotgun. is shotgun. Capital. That's the guy in charge. He's a captain. Okay. He or she is, because I say he, but I mean, we have male and female captains. Right, right. And in any agencies, there are male and female firefighters. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, it's combination. So you might see a young guy, you might see an old guy, you might see a young girl, or, you an know, doesn't girl, matter. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a captain, uh, whether it's uh, whoever is in, that person is in charge. Mm-hmm. The person in the back is the firefighter. We call it writing right backwards. Old fire engines, you would sit backwards. Yes, yes. And we have capability in our engines. I like to sit facing forwards because I got to see what's going on. I'd be able to peek a look at the captain's screen to see, mm-hmm. if, you know, what's special when there's a call go mm-hmm. out. Especially if it's a medical aid, I want to know what's going on. You know, if somebody calls in and says I'm on medical aid, you're kind of showing up. Without knowing what's going on, right. versus like somebody says, "Well, I have difficulty breathing, or I have a chest pain," so I kind of uh, at least prepare my yourself. idea, I can pre- prepare myself and at least be ready, for, or at least have some general idea. Okay, well, I have a plan. Yeah. Versus you walk in and you expect a fall, and now you you know somebody says it does happen. Person has fallen. You think like, oh well, maybe somebody fell, broke a leg, or whatnot you walk in and they're not breathing and you have to do CPR. Yeah. That's totally different mindset and you have to move gears much quicker versus like, you already know, okay, this guy is not breathing. Okay, I'm gonna move quicker versus like, uh, the guy fell in the bathtub and he mm-hmm. needs help. Yeah. Okay, well, those are two different things. Right, 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 right So, right. So the far- now we'll move on to the ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance have also has a paramedic and a firefighter, right? Uh. We have EMTs and paramedics. Mm -hmm. EMT, emergency medical technician, uh, basically um, it's very difficult to compare in a hospital setting because it's a little different. Uh, EMT would usually help paramedic, the assist in paramedic in any skills that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paramedic is advanced level uh, and would be highest medical authority on the scene of an emergency. So even sometimes when paramedic is on the scene and the doctor comes in and he or she says, hey, I'm a doctor, we might ask them politely to leave. Wow. Unless really? unless they're willing to take liability and take care of the patient and jump with us in the ambulance yeah. and and treat and transport that patient to the hospital. Right. Then we're definitely will, you know, unless we know him, you know, say, uh, uh, example: being A couple of weeks ago, there was a vehicle accident, and it was fatal co- collision. Mm-hmm. The doctor who came out he happens to come across that he was emergency room physician, mm-hmm. and he was known by he was known by paramedics. He came up to the ambulance and says, "Hey guys, I'm doctor so and so." They're like, "Oh yeah, we know you. Uh, that one is fatal, so you might want to work on that one." Yeah, and yeah, that's perfectly fine. You know, okay. that doctor will will take the liability on him him or herself, mm-hmm. basically. So there's a lot of liability when it comes to that because we have to do uh perform to our best of our ability we cannot right. just walk up to a person and say well i know you're sick but you know what you don't need an ambulance it doesn't work that way <laughs> or
0: like we, I don't, we don't feel like helping you this way or another right way. we have to provide service whether okay.
1: you know there are some issues with that individual whether they mistreat us we are professionals we've been paid for this taxpayers mm-hmm. are expecting something out of this actually a lot of it are out of this and we have to perform to best of your abilities
0: that's awesome dude honestly Oleg it's so nice to hear like your your how you think about this like the, the, that a, a firefighter a paramedic l- wants to be there and he he knows that he's expected to perform at it at with quality and you know to the best of your ability like you said um, I think me listening and people listening to this are it kind of reassures us in our fire department and our paramedics that hey, they're getting the training they need. They're helping us out, and I mean, I ha- I have no doubt because just seeing calls being answered, driving on the highway, or um fires, you know, being answered, you never see a firefighter think twice before you know they know what they gotta do. They run in the house, attack the fire, or or mm-hmm. get under a car to try to, to try to rescue somebody. So mm-hmm. honestly, I appreciate that and thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um the next thing is why why the fire department? You came to the United States in ninety one. Ninety one, graduated in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um if I had to bet somebody a dollar, I'd bet them you'd probably you were the first uh Ukrainian firefighter in Sacramento
1: uh yes it happens to be one of the first ukrainian firefighters out of the immigrants they yeah at that
0: time yeah why 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 the fire department how'd you how did that happen
1: it's it's a long story see if i can make it short so um i did want it to work in the medical field okay and uh i wanted to be a doctor um but i don't think i would be able to well first of all college and the cost of college and and all of that combined it was it was kind of scary it was it was for me it was kind of scary yeah um now uh, what has happened was my uncle he was a firefighter back in Ukraine he okay. has passed since um, mm-hmm. but I've talked to him numerous times and I I was inspired by him mm-hmm. and then I did uh, took AMT course that was back in 1997 at Sierra College mm-hmm. and that's something I wanted to work on an ambulance okay and in i still was in ukrainian or ussr mindset that doctors work on ambulances right they still do in ukraine but they're do they do paramedic work i'm not trying to discredit them it just right you place a doctor on an ambulance the doctor will do us as much as paramedic because there's only so much you can do in back of the ambulance right until you reach emergency room you only have so
0: much resources
1: right resources so uh, and so that's when someone comes up. It's you know, tw- uh, it's more than forty, probably forty or so. Back in seventies, someone decides say, hey, you know Why don't we train these guys and call them paramedics and we mm-hmm. put them on the ambulances? They can do as much a doctor. Yeah. Or or at put them at the scope of practice that they can do this much because that's all they need to do. Because in reality, there's few things they can do better. But that's something that can be taken and immer- emerge the room. Or if you have a doctor you know, based on statistics, there's only so many procedures. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense to have a doctor on an ambulance. Right. And then, you know, imagine your ambulance bill.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean? Having a doctor.
1: You be, you become a doctor, you know, you spent so many years in, in college, and yeah. now you can't just make $20 an hour. I'm right. just giving you an example. Right. Work an you're never going
0: to pay off your student loans.
1: Exactly. So now, and it totally makes sense. The yeah. system works. You know, the system isn't perfect, but the system works. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, um, I went to Sierra College, got my AMT, and I decided I want to work on an ambulance. And my English skill wasn't the best. Yeah. So I decided that I'll get married. So
0: 99, yeah. I got can't, married. I can't get a job, I'll get married instead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was kind of my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, I got married. I worked for this am- com- uh, cable company uh-huh. until I got laid off. Okay. And, I, and I was like, really? What do I do now? I opened a newspaper and they had an ad for an AMT for the private ambulance company. I applied, I got a job and I started working as an AMT. And then I realized I got to pursue my career back. Yeah. So I worked in an ambulance and th- during that time, you know, um, I've changed uh, my job, switched to a different ambulance company, which was better pay, mm-hmm. better trained ambulance company. And it was a lot more professional. So it was, it was great. And I decided to go back to paramedic school because during that time, I went to paramedic school and I lasted one semester because my English was horrible. Yeah. So I took a lot of ESL classes, uh, you know, reading, writing, speaking English classes Mm -hmm. to improve my English. Went back to college Mm -hmm. after I was married. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I didn't have kids yet. And I'm, I'm, because that was, that was, that would have been a challenge. Yeah. Another, you know, because I look at people with kids and I'm like, Good for you. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm super happy when I hear anyone going to school, getting any kind of education, especially having raised the kids at the same time. Yeah, it's for me. Job. It's almost unrealistic. But more power to those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went back, and uh, at that point, I had one year, more than a year experience as an A.M.T. on an ambulance because paramedic school does require A.M.T. experience. Okay, and uh, I went through American River College, mm-hmm. uh, a paramedic program and they had a requirement which I was able to fulfill. And so I went in and back and I got my paramedic uh, program out of the way. It took me about two years. Mm -hmm. So about 2003, I was working paramedic on a street.
0: Nice. We
1: joke around and say, I had a license to kill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well. First coming out as a paramedic license, you're on your own and no now, experience and no yes well, no experience limited. as a paramedic yeah. besides the clinical and paramedic internship with the preceptor. Yeah, there I'm on my own. The preceptor yeah. was like my safety net. Yeah. So now it's it's nothing. And I remember very first call was I had a critical call with child not breathing. Wow. Out of all the calls. So, anyways, it was a challenge. However, uh, I had a great partner mm-hmm. and empty partner who was a mom. So mm-hmm. she knew how to deal with kids. Yeah, I, had no, I haven't had a kids yet. So yeah. to me dealing with kid, that specifically, that kid yeah, was yeah. a little challenge. But anyways, I was able to manage it. And I look back, I'm like, wow,
0: what an interesting experience. That's so. That's awesome. So you went, you went to paramedic school. Did you get hired as a paramedic? Did you? How did you know to apply to a fire station? What happened? So
1: I got uh, upgraded to as a paramedic and uh, while I w- work in an ambulance company, they upgraded me to a paramedic. And uh, basically uh, they didn't have much, they didn't have a p- paramedic position. So I was working AMT mm-hmm. and paramedic we call out of class, basically. Uh, anyone took vacation, called in sick, whatever, I would just fill in that spot, paramedic spot, and work different ambulance units throughout mm-hmm. the area. Okay. Now, I needed one year of experience working with fire department. So m- while I was in college, I was applying to fire departments trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did, I, I studied in the ambulance between calls, and I read read firefighter books firefighter job books, and of course, AMT and paramedic books. Anything I could get my hands on, I was reading. Back then, we had no internet or tablets. There was no Facebook. So there was a lot of book reading. So um, I have different, basically, few departments who offered me a job eventually, but uh one department that i chose to go with was at that time was elk grove fire department Mm -hmm. which eventually we merged with merged with another department the city of gold and it became Kasunas fire department Mm -hmm. so that's the part i'm I'm currently working for and when they offered me a job and i talked to uh the captains and the chiefs who offered me a job i realized that's the department i want to work for wow and i've been there for past 15
0: years wow that's awesome Quick question, backtracking a little bit. A little bit. You said 2003, you graduated as a paramedic. Um, 2001 happened before that. 9/11. What what were your feelings, or ha- did did anything change? Did you still want to pursue the career? There was a lot of a lot of people in the service, firefighters, EMTs, lost their lives, and and still live with with the after effect. Mm-hmm. of 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 what happened uh
1: 2000, uh September 11 2001 I was driving in my car mm-hmm. to work I was working for the ambulance company and I just turned the, turned the corner Mark Quinn have I remember as it was today kind of yeah. you know and uh, I heard I was I had a music gun and I had a it was early in the morning yeah and you know, all of a sudden, emergency broadcast came across, and I could not believe that what was happening. Yeah. When I got to work to the ambulance station, I was watching the news, and I was just unrealistic. It was like in a horror movie. Uh, that actually made me want to work harder mm. to pursue my career. Okay, so, so it was an,
0: an encouragement for you.
1: It was, yes. Unfortunately, it was, and as we know, three hundred forty-three firefighters have died. Yeah. And like you said, long-term effects, a lot of firefighters are still dying, as of, uh, especially New York, or any of those firefighters who were helping at ground zero, and and, you, and it, it is related to September 11 attacks, and that's cancer uh, and other illnesses that have affected them after the incident.
0: Dif- different lung disease and stuff like Correct, that? Correct, yes. So when you sign up as a, in the fire department, do, do you guys sign the waivers? Or I mean, you're you're literally risking your life for 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 people, you know, you can hurt yourself, you know, is there programs for you to take care of the firefighter if, if something happens?
1: So uh, there is. So when I applied for fire department, I knew what I getting myself into. Mm-hmm. My wife knows about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I do talk about it a lot, actually, mm-hmm. life insurance. Yeah. I don't sell any insurances whatsoever, <laughs> but I'm advocating. And mm-hmm. I might tell, if I have time, I'll tell a story later. Now, the uh, fire department has a, a light duty, on d- duty death. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you die on duty, then there are certain things that happen and your family will be taken care of. and mm-hmm. uh, That's why my wife is been beneficiary. She mm-hmm. will inherit whatever I have in my retirement uh, mm-hmm. account uh, let's just say that way and uh, my department does have life insurance policy on me that mm-hmm. my wife will get and i do have personal life insurance policy on myself as well mm-hmm. you know and by me knowing uh things in the fire service and outside the fire service we firefighters think of a worst case scenario mm-hmm. and that kind of how i go by and that's why I have life insurance policy specifically for my, myself. Mm-hmm. If anything does happen to me, whether I'm on duty or off duty, my wife does not have to go open a GoFund account. Yeah. And be, it's it's unfortunate I see it a lot. Yeah, I'm not blaming those people and people don't understand sometimes, yeah. but uh, life insurance is the way to go and it's the cost of a cup of coffee for a few cups of coffee in an entire month. That's your life insurance policy. Yeah. That's not that difficult, you know, yeah. uh, to get. And so I do have for specifically for myself and, mm. and my wife doesn't have to go around to open GoFund account and, or worry about getting a job. I'm the only sole provider for the family. My mm. wife is a home mom with kids. And uh, so sh- if anything does happen to, to me financially, nothing will happen in my mm. wife, uh, in my, my wife's life and my kid's life, they are, they are going to be taken care of, uh, till they graduate college. And my wife will be taken care of for the rest of her life.
0: Wow. That, that's, that's good to know, um, that the people that are risking their lives for us, you know, can be taken care of. You you mentioned your kids. Are any of your kids, uh, inspired by you to, to be in the service? My son is, your son. is. I have 11
1: year old son Uh and he is, uh, loving it. He, uh, Loves everything that has to do with the fire department. And when he comes by the, me um, while I'm on duty at work yeah. to station visit, he loves getting in the fire engines. And so he's been around at his entire life. Yeah, And so every time when I ask him, Anthony, who do you want to be? I want to be a pilot and a firefighter. Just in case the plane catches on fire. <laughs> so everything has a backup plan. And he yeah. wants to, I want to be a... Um, you know, scientist and a firefighter in case that's, that science lab catches on fire. Right. <laughs> so everything has that's to be fired. Awesome. So
0: that's as a awesome. matter of
1: fact, a couple of days ago, uh, when we went to gym, he went to a kids club and mm-hmm. he drew a picture and he drew a picture of a firefighter, fire engine, the house on fire and the airplane, the helicopter about. And he's, he was su- super excited. And I was looking at it and I'm like, hey, this is awesome cool pictures anthony he's like yeah, yeah. yeah i know and he started asking me all the questions what happens if you can't handle the fire will you yeah. call for a helicopter drop the water on the wire i'm like i will what about the airplane I'm like yes we will oh that's so cool you right know? all and this so... equipment get it
0: that's that's true it's like i think they have like these little um fire lego sets actually oh, yeah. they, they do because my, my my kid has a little helicopter mm-hmm. lego set so yeah that's that's awesome that yeah. You said you were inspired by your uncle, and uh, you know now, now your kids inspired, inspired, and from other firefighters or servicemen that I've talked to or service women, they were they were inspired by either a family member or by a close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so it kind of usually runs in the family type of thing.
1: It it sure does, and sometimes it runs between between friends. Yeah. you know, and then um, I'm, I just want to say. Just in general, uh, and it's more in Slavic community because Slavic community does not really trust the government. I'm talking about Soviet era. Right. Uh, the government's out to get us. Yeah. Uh, one thing I gotta say, working uh, for a government for so long, so many years, and I have seen different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, uh, American government, that has spent a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars, on. Um, safety of the uh its citizens mm-hmm. we're talking sacramento county alone probably would sp- a multi-million dollars we're, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars on public safety that is just you you can see it you know all you gotta look over right here there's mil- uh uh firefighter planes that call fire yeah. california fire department just got brand new airplanes and they're flying around those those pilots some can say well they're wasting money i'm saying no they're training yeah. and Sometimes when you train, you have to waste a little bit of money on fuel, yeah. right? In order to get better. So it's not really waste of money. It's money well spent.
0: Oh, d- definitely. Because uh, then when there's a fire, you're actually producing productive and treating. Yeah. That's
1: exactly right. And then the other thing that about fire safety, just in general or public safety, you know, I can, all I have to do is key up, key up a microphone on my radio station, right? In my uh, portable uh, mm-hmm. uh, radio and I can ask dispatch, I need a helicopter. And yeah. dispatch is going to come back and say, uh, I'll get you a helicopter in 10 minutes, in 5 minutes, and the type of a helicopter. Yeah. Or whether a helicopter will come or not. Versus in some countries, I'll say Ukraine, that's where yeah. I'm from. Yeah. That may not be unrealistic. Well, I uh, mean, and- <laughs> it's,
0: it's, you see the fire. Back when I visited Ukraine, you see the fire trucks in the United States. Those fire trucks are in museums, you know? I'm just like man how how are they effective how could these people be effective here i mean they do it somehow but definitely not as effective as the united states
1: yeah they're uh probably uh understaffed underpaid um n- not not always trained um it's just uh you know the culture it's not the firefighters fault it's more likely when you go higher up in, in the chain of command, mm-hmm. their bosses, they're, they're, I'm sure there's some breakdown in uh, training and communications, and not always their bosses may be firefighters. They might come from different background. They've never been the firefighters. Where they, they don't know in, what it takes. They don't know what it takes, and you know, I'm sure there's a certain level of corruption that takes place that uh, the residents or citizens are not in the first place. That's true, and it's it's unfortunate. We're in the United States, in uh, you know, I was speaking in fire department. Mm -hmm. All the captains, battalion chiefs, and higher uh, higher ranking officers in our department, all of these guys, at one point were firefighters. Mm -hmm. They were promoted from the bottom up. Yeah, none of these guys came in and they said, you know what? I was a pilot. Yeah, my dad is a governor, or I was a pilot, military. Now I want to be chief. It yeah, doesn't yeah. work that way. Uh, you know, I cannot come in the fire service and become a chief. Okay. It starts at the bottom and works works my way up. Now, if I need to if I want to transfer or any other departments I hire in a specific mm-hmm. rank and I, I'm qualified for it, I can definitely put in with my experience. I put in my resume in if they choose to hire me, then it's a different story. Okay. So it's way different than so some other countries operate.
0: How different is it to get a to get a job as a firefighter? If say I'm brand new, I'm brand new, I just got, I just went to school. I got my,
1: very good question. I got very my,
0: good. I don't even know what I need to get. What do I need to get to, to be qualified?
1: So I actually took notes and I think it's um uh, not a one way to go about it. Yeah. So there are different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, for especially younger generation, younger kids, no one at age, 15, I wanna have a car. I yeah. actually bought my own car when I was close to 16. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even qualified to drive, but I had my own car and I would get in trouble because I couldn't drive without permit. I still did in neighborhood and my yeah. dad says, no, you can't do that. Yeah, You get in trouble. Right. And I didn't get in trouble, I didn't get an accident, and I realized that was not a good idea. Yeah. So first thing and foremost if for younger kids, younger uh, men or women or girls and boys, stay out of trouble. You know, uh, in order to get a job at fire department, you got to pass a background check. Mm-hmm. You got to be honest person because somebody can hand you a ring and say, hey, can you put this ring in my dresser? Mm-hmm. And somebody's, so it's entrusted. People trust, the public trust us as firefighters. Mm-hmm. And that has happened to me. People says, hey, take this necklace and this necklace looks very expensive. Can't you put that on uh, on a table in my house? And mm-hmm. the lady might be outside, you know? And mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Yeah, and you do that because that's what public expect to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's very important. So you pass background check first, and uh, that's one of the aspects or steps of getting hired in the fire department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Driving record, you will be driving emergency vehicle. You Mm got to have your driver's (laughs) record clean because fire department won't hire people with bad driving records because their insurance policy will say, Our provider will say, hey, guess what? We can't insure you because of this one driver. He or she has a bad record. Nobody wants, I mean, it's very difficult, you know? Not in the fire servers, even in police department or any, let's say, delivery. You know, Amazon is not going to hire me or Uber is not going to hire me with bad bad driving record. Or, you know, so, and fire servers, it's an emergency vehicle. It's a fire engine weighs uh, 44,000 pounds. That's 22 tons. Wow. And so if you're driving fire engines, you know, and that vehicle costs, let's say half a million dollars. Right. You know, you have to be trusted, right? To be driving such a vehicle. So guess yeah. what? Got to have a good driving record. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd say, study, educate yourself and study some more. You know, college, high school, private school, whatever it is, whatever it takes, I'd say that's important. So those those that has to be, you know... Uh, each individual has to be willing to, to study.
0: So, so study what, what classes? Are there certain certificates?
1: There are specific certificates, yes. And when we talk about study is, we're talking about EMT, uh, emergency medical technicians uh, class is mm-hmm. the first. Okay. Uh, and that is about three to six months, depending on which school you go to, whether mm-hmm. it's private college, summer, or regular f- semester okay. uh, through the college. Uh, and that's basic emergency medical technician and fire department in our area will, will hire EMTs in mm-hmm. order every firefighter is as a bare minimum has emt certificate. Okay. Next level is a paramedic. Paramedic, our department specifically hires paramedics in past so many years, mm-hmm. we have not hired anyone but paramedics. And just currently we run an academy of 20 firefighters, and all of them are paramedics. Oh, nice. And so in, in order to become a paramedic, got to have amt you cannot just go to paramedic school and that's it. you have to take your amt course mm-hmm. have some uh, type of uh, work experience mm-hmm. and then whether it's volunteer emergency room or a combination of both or mm-hmm. working even on ambulance because mm-hmm. once you get your amt you can work on an ambulance you can apply it for a job as amt okay it's not a driver yeah, a lot yeah. of EMTs get upset when they say ambulance driver. <laughs> it is actually EMT. It is it is a position yeah. in in an ambulance company and in a fire service and in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. So and that is a qualification. And so uh, and that's not uh, that's a step below EMT uh, mm-hmm. or paramedic. So you're you're working as an EMT and then you can go to paramedic school and get yourself educated and become a paramedic. So EMT course takes about 150 to 200 hours, mm-hmm. where a paramedic course is about 1,500 hours. Wow! So about two years. Paramedic course broken down into two uh, different, uh, three different sections: uh, didactic. That that's uh, one semester of just in classroom train and training. Whether it's hands on, uh, you know, you you're basically working on mannequins. You're working on each other you're doing assessments, you're talking, you're interviewing people and all that kind of stuff. You, okay. you have to have those communication skills down. You got to have those uh, trainings down, you know, certain things you got to do with yeah, your eyes yeah. closed basically. And that there's a lot of training involved. Uh, uh, that's additional hours, sometimes even weekends and stuff. Okay. And then a clinical time when uh, if you're a paramedic program, you go through a uh, clinical time with the hospital mm-hmm. and you go through different departments, such as emergency room department, labor and delivery, uh, ICU, intensive care unit. Okay. You actually get to see a surgeries and you get to do a live intubations. So you get to do perform okay, def- sp- procedures. Define intubation. <laughs> intubation meaning a when someone is not breathing. Yeah you get to place use specific tools Mm -hmm. and those tools are usually used by uh doctors or advanced nurses Mm -hmm. and you get to use a tools to put a tube about this long into someone's airway okay so that's called an advanced procedure we call it intubation okay so you get to uh get that experience in the hospital setting in, Mm. in a controlled environment in in front of physician and physician will will assist you with that. So Mm -hmm. you actually get to work with the doctor. As a paramedic, you you get that training done. And then your last step is uh, internship. You get to work on an ambulance with a preceptor Mm-hmm. you'll be a uh, you know there's usually two guys working on ambulance okay,
0: find preceptor
1: preceptor is a teacher so currently uh, i um or we call a teacher or fill uh field training officer okay uh depending where which area you work in our department we call them we call both precept paramedic mm-hmm. preceptor so i'll i'll get a paramedic student mm-hmm. and i will train him or her for 480 hours 480 480 hours on oh, an ambulance okay. and they have to have a 40 advanced contacts we call it the 40 ALS contacts so it's not just 40 patients but they would have to start an IV mm-hmm. which is advanced procedure intubate do a CPR or any critical patients they got to have 40 critical patients mm-hmm. in order I can before I can send them off before they can take their test to become a paramedic
0: so they might have their 480 hours but they're at 35 critical patients, they need to keep going until they get They 40. gotta keep going. Okay. And uh, 480
1: that... hours is the bare minimum. Okay. And then you become, uh, and the difference is paramedic and AMT. AMT has certificate, paramedic has a license. Okay. And paramedic is licensed and paramedic works under a doctor license.
0: Mm, okay. AMTs
1: do too, but, uh, you know, paramedics are basically our extension of a hospital mm-hmm. in a field, basically. So. Okay. Uh, as a paramedic, if you have any questions, you can call contact a doctor, a physician at the emergency room. And uh, we call it base hospital physician contact mm-hmm. and you can consult about whatever issues you have or questions, whatnot. Sometimes there's discrepancies, sometimes there are certain things they're kind of not a black and white, they're kinda in a gray area. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta figure out and you gotta ask the doctor, hey doc, uh, I have a question. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. This is what I think. What do you think? And doctors say, yeah, I agree or say, you know what, let's just bring the patient in. Example being, I had a patient and I said, a hey, doctor, I don't think this patient's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, I think you should burn the patient in, and mm-hmm. I did. And as soon as I brought the patient in, within a few minutes, doctors declared them. Mm-hmm. That happens, I'm not being, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could have declared the patient at, 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 at the scene, However, a doctor chose that there might be something else done, and the doctor did same thing with what I did. Yeah, he yeah. administered same medications, but then sometimes it, it happens. But yeah, yeah. you know what? Uh, I I feel comfortable. You know, either way, it would have been fine. However, a doctor felt more comfortable with uh, you know bringing the patient into the hospital, mm-hmm. which we did, and that was perfectly fine. Okay. So things do happen, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of stores which I cannot yeah. get into for reason for time, but
0: okay, um, all that. So we talked a little bit about education. We get our education down. Um, you get your EMT, then you get your paramedic license. H- how do how do I apply to a fire department? Do I just walk in? I mean, uh
1: usually fire department and their our website, firehire.com, firecareers.com. Um, they offer jobs for firefighters. Mm-hmm and usually uh, uh, if you're an AMT and uh, additional what I would recommend uh, just beyond your AMT, maybe take some fire science or fire technology classes through college. Mm-hmm. Colleges do also offer fire academy. Mm-hmm. You get your firefighter one certificate, you have a higher chance to get hired. As a okay. paramedic, mm-hmm. uh, you have a lot higher chance to get hired over AMT specifically for the who are trying to get right. paramedics. and as a paramedic but uh, additional training as far as uh, fire science classes and also uh, fire academy and firefighter certificate. You have, the, the more experience you have, the more higher chances you can get okay. hired on. And also we partner, our department specifically partners with Kasuna River College, mm-hmm. and we have their students go through our internship, we call it fire internship program. Oh, okay, nice. And they also come into the fire station, mm-hmm. they do ride alongs, they live a station life, with us for twenty four hours,
0: so they're exposed to to the real ways of a firefighter. Everything
1: that we do, they get to do. You know, it's not uh, almost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a major fire and it's very dangerous, we'll ask not to come in. Right. Like if we have if we have a grass fire and it's it's manageable, they'll be able to take a nozzle and fight grass fire, vehicle mm-hmm. fire. So they get to they get full exposure. Okay. They get to see everything we get to see. Nice, which is great.
0: Um. W- i've heard of like volunteer stations
1: there are volunteer space stations our department does not have that mm-hmm. in sacramento county there are a few a wilton fire department has volunteer stations walnut grove Harold, mm-hmm. those southern uh, count- departments in southern uh, sacramento county mm-hmm. i'm sure there are some in placer county as well mm-hmm. i don't really know exactly which ones Okay. But they were uh you can definitely get in those and uh that is a great experience as well. Not probably not gonna get paid. Some department might compensate for something, but right. definitely a great experience.
0: So if you say if you have like if you're an EMT, you can be uh working on an EMT and then volunteer as a fire at a, at a at a fire station. Exactly. Is that experience valuable? I mean very valuable.
1: Okay. It you cannot put a price on experience. Okay uh i can have a certificate said that, that i've taken a class months yeah versus i have a certificate that i did so many hours at the fire station and mm-hmm. i've been exposed to and then maybe a letter of recommendation from one of their station captains or firefighters that is a lot has a lot more value that some kind of cert i'm not saying education is bad or anything yeah, yeah. or some kind of certificate but that puts more value on
0: someone's vouching for you.
1: Yeah. Certificate. Let's just say, let's put in dollar amount. Certificate might worth a hundred dollars and firefighter experience. And as a volunteer with a ladder recommendation might worth like a thousand dollars. Okay. So you're put you a little bit higher on that list. You know, at the end of the day, if you think about it, the chiefs and the captains who are in, involved in the hiring process, yeah, yeah. they get to pick. And they're like, well, this guy has this much. You know, if you take all you know, all guys look pretty good, but this guy has this much and this guy has to offer a lot more, you know, chances are the guy has to get to offer more, mm-hmm. uh, more likely will get a job.
0: What, what does the interview look like? Is it like your regular job interview? Or how, how do they interview? I mean, do they make you do pull ups, push ups? Well,
1: so the process is uh, it's a very good question. Uh, it's it's a multi-step process it's not a single step when you um example being when I wanted to get a job at the pizza I worked for a pizza down not too far from here yeah as a pizza driver I walked in and I talked to a manager say hey I'd like to get a job here my body works here he's the one probably who, uh, who we already talked to mm-hmm. he, and we sat down we talked and he says can you come in day after tomorrow at five o'clock sure Okay, well, uh, when you come in, we'll uh, give you a t-shirt and we'll get your training done. That yeah. was very, you know, yeah. uh, it was a good experience for me. And I'm yeah. not saying it's a job, right? Yeah, right? It doesn't matter what kind of job, you, it's an honest living yeah. or just the extra money that you make honestly, which, yeah. which should make, you should, anyone should feel Be good proud. about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Be proud of. And I'm proud of, you know, even though I was a, just a pizza driver, it so doesn't we, care. You gotta but, start somewhere. But guess what? As a pizza driver, I had to look for an address as yeah. a paramedic as a firefighter we still get to look for the address right <laughs> the same so same. you kind of under stress something so yeah um back to the question you you asked me uh could you i kind of forgot already
0: yeah, yeah so um the interview process
1: so the process okay so very simple uh apply for a job mm-hmm. take a written test okay physical agility test okay so it could be uh pull the hose mm-hmm. dummy drag mm-hmm. uh run up and down the stairs or okay. walk up and down the stairs I pull the hose with the rope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Up and down, right? You could climb aerial ladder, type of a deal. So physical activity test. Uh, now currently there's standardized called CPAT test, which is also here in Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they actually, you can look it up CPAT test and it's a physical agility test and they you can walk, or you can look it up online and you, mm-hmm. they'll walk you through exactly what the physical agility test is. You okay. can fail if you, if you look at it. Yeah, you, you look know, at it, train yourself. You, you train yourself, you can fail, right? And the next step, once you pass that, it's a usually oral interview mm-hmm. and it's a panel. So you might have a few different individuals, uh, mm-hmm. three or four, three or five, depending on the fire department. And they might ask you the different questions. When I walked in, they asked me specific questions and I was like, oh, I'm, I am getting a job in the fire department, but also they asked me paramedic questions. Mm-hmm. And they can say, well, can you show us what akg is and mm-hmm. can you draw a piece of board uh, on a piece of paper and show us what, what it means to you and i tell mm-hmm. them okay this is what it means to me whatnot and they can ask me can you tell me protocol based on you know uh, this experience if you have this kind of patient you know mm-hmm. and then kind of situational questions you okay. have this kind of experience you know you have a patient who needs to go to this ambulance uh, with the ambulance to this hospital but there's issue and you know how would you deal so kind of situation questions how would you react To specific situations, fire station life—you know—a guy borrowing your CDs because he wants to play your music, right? Yeah. yeah. And how would you handle it, Mm -hmm. you know? Or somebody hands you money and says, "Go put it in my, you know, house," Mm -hmm. you know. And somebody says, "Well, you know, where'd you get the money from?" You know, it's a lot of situational questions. Okay. A lot of questions. How would you react? You know, obviously, honestly, they want they want you to be honest and see your honest, you know, feedback. And then once you pass that, they offer you a chief. When somebody says, I'm going to chief oral interview, yeah. it's a big deal. Oh wow! Chances are you are getting a job. Okay. Once you go to chief oral interview, and if chief says, okay, we are offering you a job, mm-hmm. you are going to get a job, but you're going to pass a background test and medical exam test and psychological test. Oh, wow. You got to pass those. And that entire process may take about six months from the day you fill, it, fill out the application to the, to the day you're going into academy. And then the academy, first day of your academy, once you have a conditional job offer, mm-hmm. you start academy and it's like Christmas, you know, for me it was Christmas. I got all <laughs> turnout gear, I got a helmet, I got all kinds of stuff. I was like a kid in a candy store yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was amazing. Now about six month academy and you get to learn a lot of, lot of stuff. Okay. Now you're becoming a firefighter. You get in another apartment, you get, your job is to be in academy, you're getting paid. To be trained in academy, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Once you finish your academy, you graduate. Yeah. And you have one year and a half of probation as a firefighter in department. And once you pass probation,
0: you're fully qualified firefighter. Wow, you're not a like you were saying, licensed to kill <laughs> when you're becoming a paramedic, but it's nice that um that I mean it sucks that the process takes so long, but it's nice knowing that you know they really care about who they hire, and you were saying we only hire honest people and people with good records, uh, good criminal records or no criminal records, good driving yeah. records and all, and all those type of stuff. Um, I, I think I think what you've shared today is going to help out a lot of people because some people want to join the the service or become a firefighter, become a paramedic. They don't know where to start. Maybe they don't have somebody in their family that's been in the fire, you know, and mm-hmm. in, in, in the fire service and nobody's shared these things with them. So uh, then info you've shared is very, very valuable to, to many thank people. You. And I bet, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't find this kind of info only on this podcast. I mean, nobody's Great. out there sharing and sometimes people are intimidated by a firefighter. You know, they're usually big, strong men with a bunch of gear and they're like, I don't even know what to ask this man. Um, so definitely appreciate it. I want to thank, thank you for you. coming on today and My sharing pleasure. your experience. Thank you. Yeah. And um, also, if you guys have any questions, um, just comment below or DM us and we can forward them to Oleg, anything Definitely. specific. And Oleg sounds like a very informative man.
1: I'll be more than happy to assist. Yeah. And I've sat down with many guys in from our community and yeah. uh, we had a cup of coffee. We had a little talk. And some of the guys that I uh, sat down with, they're
0: currently working as a firefighters and
1: paramedics in the area, or in Sacramento or greater area or Bay Area.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much for your service and uh, keep up the good work if I can say that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.